Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman. How are you doing out there, everyone? So great to talk to you today. And I am so excited because this one is going to be a good one. I have a pro athlete on the show today in the studio, Bryce Robinson. Hey, hey. How are you doing, Bryce? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good yeah. I think you're doing fabulous. <laughs> Hence, you're on the show. Yep. All right, everyone. So meet my new friend, and we are going to tell you all our connections that we have. But Bryce is a pro athlete yes, and ma'am. an Olympic 2021 Tokyo. And tell us your sport. Um, so I run track professionally. Mm-hmm. I actually run for ASICS. ASICS. So the shoe company. Right. Okay. Now, yeah. when you have a sponsor, do you get to choose? Are you there? Like, I know where I am with sponsors, but I mean, do you get to ch- <laughs> how does that work? Well, um, you, you don't really get to choose. I mean, you do get to choose. Mm-hmm. You can choose to, if like, you're just a diehard Nike guy, you can. You can say no. Wear, to, I mean, yeah. yeah, you can mm-hmm. say no to whoever you want to say no to. But right. um, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> right. you want to pay bills. Exactly. So, uh, whatever the biggest amount is, you're going to take it. Exactly. So you are training for 2021 and mm-hmm. we were having, and, and, and I want everyone to know that a lot of things that are coming out of my mouth, my husband will go, are you joking? And you will too, Bryce. But I am, um, I ran track in high school. Okay. There's that. Yeah. I did run track What'd in high school. Okay. I ran the relays. Okay. And then I was shot put, pole vault, and um, disc because nobody really? else would do it. No one else would do it. Now, me, I'm not a big gal, <laughs> but shot put. Can you imagine? I'd probably throw it across the room. But yeah. 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 So I know that much. But I have watched you and our friend. We have a common friend, of course, and acquaintance, Sam Watts, mm-hmm. which you ran against yeah. in college. He's yeah. at TCU. And of course, we have Ronnie and Josh and all our friends. But but we have a common because you are now living in Fort Worth. You were in Austin, another yes, fabulous place for me, um, my second home. But you were in Austin. Austin now moving to Fort Worth because you're training and you're working with Sam Watts at yes. Watts Fitness, right? Yeah. Yes, huh? I am. Um, it's it's something that I've actually talked about since I was in college. Um, me and me and Ronnie have been started being friends in 2015. We went to we made a USA team for World University Games. It was in Guangzhou, South Korea, and um, we just came became really good friends. And uh, I remember I met Sam at a track meet. We were about to race against each other at a regionals in 2015 as well. And uh, he just kind of came up to me and just started talking. And he, some guys are like super intense and some people are pretty laid back. And I I, I was one of those laid back and obviously so is Sam. Right. So uh, we were just like having a conversation probably about like 10, 15 minutes before our race went off. And then, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I met Sam. Uh, but I actually came up and visited them one weekend uh, at TCU for just, just to have some, like, see them, uh, have some fun. They, they've been trying to get me to come up, well, come down at the time, uh, for so long. And I was just like, all right, you know, I'll just go up there. So, uh, I ended up going to TCU and, uh, just for a weekend and it was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun. And, uh, ever since then they're like, dude, you should transfer, transfer, transfer. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> but, you were at Tulsa, University yeah, at, of Tulsa. Yeah, I was at University of Tulsa and, um, 
I I loved it. I loved Tulsa. Uh, I loved my coaching. Everything was good there. But uh, it was just something about like a big D1 school is just right. so appealing. But right. yeah. And then the size difference between, I went to TCU, so I, I'm, I love TCU. I'd say <laughs> you should come to TCU, but it's, it's a little late for that. But d- it was D1. Tulsa mm. is D1. Mm. So what's the size difference in Tulsa and TCU? I want to say the undergrad at Tulsa was like maybe 4,000. Okay. So it's smaller. Yeah. It's very okay. small. Right. Very right. Small. Okay. But it's a tough school. It's like a top 75 private university academically. And like, um, it's a, it's a tough academic school, but. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Because you mentioned to me, you want to be an architect. No, a uh, mechanical engineer. Yeah. Yeah. I went into my freshman year as a mechanical <laughs> engineer and, uh, last this semester. Yeah. <laughs> it was your lap, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So you went to Tulsa and, um, academically, you you did very well, but you you and you you got a scholarship, right? Yeah. It's difficult to get a scholarship yeah. in track, right? Very. Um, uh, honestly, I really got blessed with that. Uh, that was kind of a, a lucky thing. I two years before that, before I had gotten this, gotten the scholarship, I was like. I'm probably not even going to go to college. Like, um, really? I was just in a, I was just in a bad place. Not, not really a, necessarily a bad place. Just not, I just never thought that college was an attainable goal for me. Wow. Um, just cause I mean, I ended up being the first person to go to college and then, uh, in my family and then also to graduate. So, right. Well, let me tell you, we're going to talk about all your incredible athlete accolades from high school <laughs> on through you, your pro career now, but I want to back you up to, um, because your story is just incredible. And and I try to bring on people that have stories and you have an incredible one. So you grew up in a small town in Oklahoma, Langston, Mm -hmm. and you were living with your mother and her boyfriend, right? That was, that was in, um, in Edmond. That was later on. Okay. That was later on. Okay. Uh, I grew up like with my, with my mom in Guthrie, Oklahoma at, at start, at the start. And then, um, whenever my parents split, uh, we ended up moving to Edmond. I think I was in Edmond for like maybe not even a year before I ended up going to Langston. Langston. Yeah. Okay. And how did you go there? Um, so my, I, my mom <laughs> was just like, Hey, uh, you're going to go to your aunt and uncle's for the weekend. And I was like, okay, cool. I love going to my aunt and uncle's. Like they lived out on a farm, had lots of land, lots of, lots of things to do, mm-hmm. especially for a boy uh, getting into all the kinds of things I get into. And, um, I was like, cool. So I'm gonna go there for the weekend and I packed a bag literally for just for a weekend. And, uh, next thing you know, I was there for eight years. So <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's a long weekend. Yeah. That's a very long weekend. <laughs> very long weekend. Wow. So. so partially you grew up on a farm. Yeah. I just, it just hit me because you told me the story recently, but mm-hmm. you were there and they're, they're a very important part of your life. I'm sure. Right. Very, very, so what are. years was that? What, um, I moved there, I believe in my second, in second grade. Wow. First or second grade. Little. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and I ended up staying there until seventh grade. Okay. So, um, so yeah. your mom, I asked you this the other day, I'm like, were you just really bad? I mean, <laughs> your mom. So tell us, tell us that she had a boyfriend. Yeah. So, um, whenever I moved back, I moved back to Edmond, uh, Oklahoma with my mother my in seventh grade. And she was, uh, she was a manager at a convenience store. Uh, she was just kind of like, 
barely getting by a little bit, uh, but she was living with a uh, boyfriend. So we obviously, me and my older sister and the younger sister were living with them. Um, and that was, I, I started, um, so seventh grade, I started there and then I lived with them until my sophomore year of, uh, I, after I got, after my sophomore year. So uh, sophomore year, summer is whenever I kind of left. So what was the situation with your mom and your, and the boyfriend? Well, there was a, just, it was just like a bad situation. It was a bad relationship. Um, They, there was a lot of like, I guess, domestic abuse, violence Mm -hmm. going on. Um, And I, I had originally stood up for my mother and uh, just cause I mean, me being a macho mm-hmm. sophomore in high school. I was right. just like, I can, I can take them. Right. Uh, wasn't the case. Uh, ended up getting kicked out of my, my house and, uh, just living with friend to friend, uh, before the builders came along. So. Okay. And that is your family that, that, that your sophomore year in high school, because you were telling me you were literally living on sofa to sofa mm-hmm. between your friends. Yeah. And, um, just that reality of a sophomore freshman in high school is just you know, that is just so, I mean, it's attainable for me to think through that, but Mm -hmm. it's just, you just can hardly believe it. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you now looking back and seeing what you went through and how far you've come now. I mean, it's unbelievable. And you met this precious family in Oklahoma that took you in your sophomore year, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. uh, The builders, they, they took me in and uh, helped me kind of get my life back on track. Not kind of, they did. They, they helped did. me, uh, get my life back on track. And because I was just kind of going down a, a bad road, um, whenever I had my, honestly, from seventh grade to my sophomore year of high school, I did what I want, wanted. I didn't really have too much structure really at all in my life. Um, which one would think that, Oh, you had the cool parents. No, <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> um, I, I'd much rather have structure and, and luckily the the lessons and um, everything that I learned being with my aunt and uncle, the respect and, and uh, just kind of like the people skills that I learned being with them uh, really kind of helped me to even be likable enough to not be out on the streets. Um, because I, I definitely like if I was just a bad kid that just was disrespectful and and did what everyone said, what everyone to whoever, uh, then I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to at least even stay on a couch. For, That's true. Um, That's true. So uh, that definitely helped me. And honestly, that was kind of just a realization I just made just now. <laughs> that's, wow. that, that's, uh, that's actually pretty... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty true. So I think um, when the builders came into my life, I just kind of like was at a point in my life where I, I didn't want to keep going from place to place. I um, didn't want to go from uh, like friend's house to friend's house and not knowing like what where my next meal was going to come from. Sure. And um, it was just like, OK, I need to adapt. I need to do what I need to do to kind of have a family. Cause at the end of the day, I like, I wanted a family. Sure. I did. Um, uh, my, my father wasn't really in my life whenever I was younger, uh, throughout that whole process. Um, but yeah, I, I, what kid doesn't want a family? What kid doesn't want a dad to go to be at your sporting events and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, uh, so I just, I, I just adapted and uh, I feel like I did a really, I mean, good job at it. You um, did a very good job. And so, um, yeah. It's no, you know, it. it's interesting because um, with my daughter, I have an only child, biological, biological child. Mm-hmm. Structure was very important 
to me, and I can see, for example, um, structure in her life, and I guarantee she'll do it with her children um, if she chooses to have children. But um, every morning, just to, we didn't have the female chaos, kindergarten, she would lay out her clothes on the floor, everything, shoes, bow, everything. And um, she's 21 years old, and she spent that weekend with us last, well, she'd been with us through COVID, Mm -hmm. and I walked in her room. I mean, on the floor is her clothes for the day. And that structure, she said, helped her mentally prepare, make her bed. Things that we expected of her and things to do was necessary for her to thrive. And that's a tiny little thing. I mean, tiny. So structure, being an athlete, is huge, right? For sure. I mean, mean, the training. Anyway, okay, so (laughs) we're going to come back to that. So your high school year, so I remember you telling me, if if I'm not mistaken, so you went with this family, fabulous family, Mm -hmm. your sophomore year, and they... They encouraged you to play football. Yes. I remember seeing that photograph. And so as a sophomore, you went on the football team, right? No, no, no. That was my senior year Senior year. So um, I met them uh, this summer going into my junior year. Okay. So I ended up wrestling because I I, I loved wrestling. I I was wrestling. Oh, my stars. um, (laughs) The onion peels here. Goodness. Yeah, I was wrestling my junior year. And what else? I, I played baseball. Wrestled and played baseball. Um, and my, my mom, she didn't like, uh, Tammy, my mom didn't like, uh, me wrestling because like involved, what's involved with that is cutting weight Mm -hmm. and, um, just like, it's, I I was miserable. I mean, granted I was used to not eating great meals anyway, so Mm -hmm. it it wasn't too bad for me, but, um, uh, I just remember I had to, because wrestling, you can, you can get easily injured in that. Uh, I had to have the talk with my biological mother to um, like for them to give for her to give them legal guardianship of me. Um, That occurred in the middle of my junior year, uh, just solely because like they like I needed health insurance. Oh, Um, so just in case like something were to happen, they could actually like they legally could help or Mm -hmm. legally do what they needed to do. Um, so that's how they became my legal guardians. Mm -hmm. And then, so, um, so I'd finished wrestling and then finished baseball and, uh, my, my parents, they were really involved with the, the football program at my high school. They were, they did a lot of things. Like I said, uh, my sister Ashton, she was a football manager, equipment manager. So they, they were all like, they loved football. Deeply involved. Um, yeah. So just it, like Oklahoma and Texas, right? Of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my junior year, they would always put on events for after, after the football games every Friday to come to a church and we would do like a, just like playing football, eating, like just all kinds of stuff, kind of like outreach a little bit, uh, just to give a play, gives kids a place to go without having to get in trouble after right. football games. Mm-hmm. So, um, we did that and a lot, there was always a flag football game going on and I I'll obviously always did, right. did it, had fun. And I, I don't know. I just, they just saw that like I was a pretty good athlete and they're like, Hey, you should play football. And I was just like, oh, I, I guess. So uh, my senior year, I ended up playing football, but I had to, uh, my freshman year of high school, I I was playing football, but I got kicked off the team just because (laughs) like I was showing up late, skipping. You were bad. Yeah, I was bad. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) So um, 
I had to actually formally apologize to uh, my strength coach, which was the one I had to convince. Uh, he was the one that actually kicked me off. But uh, I had to apologize to him, and which that was a tough thing to do because like he's looking at me like, uh, there's no way he's changed. Like, like right. so, uh, but no, I, I, I end up having a great relationship with him as well. So, um, I ended up playing football and doing really well in it. And I was like, Oh, like I, I, I guess I'm pretty fast too, because like, um, we would do like, you know, your time, your forties or whatever. And, and at the time, like I ran four forty flat and, um, they're just like, like, I just got kind of, some like small D2 or NAI schools kind of reaching out to me to play football for them. I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll probably end up doing that. Yeah. And then um, my buddy, John Teeters, um, he actually like, he would go to football games and he'd kind of see like a play where like I had to run fast and to catch somebody, tackle them or something like that. And um, he was like, dude, you should run track. And, um, I was like, no way I'm not running track. I had ran track in sixth grade. Uh, cause my uncle made me, my uncle made me run track cause he was a track coach. So I, I ran track in sixth grade. And it was absolutely terrible. It, oh, it was, yeah. it, I mean, I wasn't terrible. It was just terrible. Right. The right. act of just running is just terrible. I'm like, I can do all these different things, but you want me to, you want me <laughs> you want run? Me to run? So, um, no, so we had a, our, our high school was actually really good, like projected, even without me being on the team, they were projected to win state. Um, so I was like, oh, it's a free championship ring. I'll, I'm, I'm going to just do it. Screw it. So um, I, I was, I went out for the track team and um, ended up being really well, doing really well. I ended up winning the 100, the 200, the four by one and the four by four at state. State. So. Won yeah. it. Yeah, won it. Won it. Didn't <laughs> then, come up runner up or yeah. whatever. Oh, my goodness. And set the state meet record in the 200. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. And you're, so I, I will hit these times in a minute, <laughs> but your 100 time was 10 4 1, 10 4 yeah. 1. 10 41. Right? And yeah. then 200 was 2102. So that yes. was your time in high school. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's fast forward and your college time for the 100. <laughs> And and you you it, your college time was is was nine ninety nine. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. When they did, I had a nine ninety six. That was the first time I ever ran under ten. It was nine ninety six, but it was when they did, so it doesn't necessarily count. Really? Yeah, it doesn't count. It's like a one hit wonder. Yeah, I like to say it just because, <laughs> but well, so, sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So yeah. you brought your time up that much? Mm -hmm. I mean, to brought it down. Sorry. Yeah. And then the two hundred. You haven't had in college 2030. Yeah. And then 2102. Yeah. Oh, my stars. So you shaved off that much time. Yes, ma'am. And is that was, was that just all the training and, and just, I think you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Then? Well, honestly, no, I still did it. You did? <laughs> like, so um, I started running track in, in my senior year. And if there's, uh, I, I, which there are, there are videos out there of me running in high school and it's just like the most awful thing ever. <laughs> just looking at somebody, they're just naturally just running down the heads moving everywhere. Like, Oh, it's awful. It's completely <laughs> awful. So uh, I had to fix that. Um, I had to learn how to fix, learn how to run relaxed and learn how to do a lot of things. And I think that is what really helped me shave the time. Um, that I shaved, I just kind of, uh, just learning it more, uh, learning, actual like because when in high school i'm just like running it's just like i i need to get from point a to point b faster than he does <laughs> so go back to this because you said your head's moving mm -hmm. your arms are kind of i think sam's had this conversation so you have to learn how to 
be like a jaguar and just sleek, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to learn how to, uh, I had so many people come up to me and, and like, Hey man, you could run way faster if you stop moving your head. And I'm just like, okay. sounds great. I just don't know how to. <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. But, uh, next run I'm going to do it just cause like, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just has been working. So, <laughs> and it, I wasn't like, so I wasn't consciously like, Oh, I need to rock my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just something that just happened. Um, something that I couldn't really, I felt like I couldn't control, but, uh, the, the more I learned and the better I got, the faster I got and, uh, the better coaching I got whenever I moved to, got to Tulsa, um, that really helped kind of take me to the next level. Absolutely. So when you were at Tulsa, um, you went on campus and had no idea you, you're where you're, I mean, you just had no idea that college was an option for you, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. And so you get to Tulsa, you told me that you thought, you know what, I'm going to be a mechanical engineer, yeah. right? Yeah. How'd yeah. that work out? <laughs> <laughs> One semester in, changed up. <laughs> so, uh, I, I really loved the idea of being a mechanical engineer. Did you? Um, I still honestly thought that like, if I wasn't so committed to track, I could have done it. Um, it was just more so of because I had like like my freshman year of high school and freshman and sophomore year of high school, I really didn't apply myself. And whenever you miss those basic like courses like algebra one, algebra two, and you just kind of like get just barely getting by. Mm-mm. You really do lose those skills. Like, like it's harder to like once I got to uh, mechanical Tulsa my freshman year and took um Calculus one, chemistry one, like mm-hmm. it was just like it was it was a it was a different ball game, mm-hmm. um, and I quickly learned that. Mm-hmm. And my coach quickly learned that he was like, "Hey man, you're a little stressed, right? I, <laughs> you're a little we, stressed." We have a, a friend that she she plays golf, um, and and same situation. She was determined to go to the business school, mm-hmm. and. What a strict, I mean, she's at a D1 school and what a strict schedule she had. I mean, yeah. it was all, it is, she's currently there, all golf. I mean, and I mean, the time, it, there was no time. And so she had to, her coach encouraged her to choose another degree. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's the commitment, because what are your training days? Um, Sam has shared that with me before, but what is it, what would a typical training day in season look like in Tulsa? While I was in college? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have courses in the morning and then around like one thirty, no, probably around one, I would go to the training room, uh, just to kind of get my body right, ready. If I needed to take a, a, a warm bath, I could take a warm bath. Or if I needed to get in the Normatec pants, I could do that. If I needed a massage, I needed to be stretched. I needed to be, or if I was rehabbing anything, I would do that around there. I'd probably be in there for about an hour. And then, um, I would walk to, walk to the track. We would have practice, um, practice for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, just depending on what it is. And then right after that, we would go to the weight room and then we'd be lifting weights and for another hour, hour and a half. And then after that, you go back to the training room because you're beat up from doing all that. (laughs) So, and then, um, and then, yeah, then you, then you study. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, I feel like I was able to balance everything pretty well. Um, but just the, and then like your freshman year, you're obviously forced to like do like you have, to, you had to go to the case, which was just like our study hall. We had to log so many hours sure. a week in mm-hmm. there. And, um, so that was, that wasn't too bad because like, honestly, 
Honestly, it was worse because I had to go somewhere to study rather than just like sitting in my room. Sure, sure. But, or I, I really liked going to the library. Tulsa's library is beautiful. It's the, honestly the best attribute to Tulsa University, well, University of Tulsa. And um, it's I, it was I I love like studying there. So, but um, but yeah. So it was it was honestly from about one to six or seven I was doing stuff. Wow. Every yeah. day. Yeah. And your seasons, um, your track seasons, so there's indoor and outdoor, correct? Mm-hmm. So what are the seasons? And is this professionally as well as in collegiate level? Yeah. So um, I was introduced to indoor actually my my in high school. We were, like I said, we were a really good track program. So they had the boosters and the money to take us to an indoor meet. And um, uh, so Indoors is from for college. It starts in December um, and it ends usually around February, the end of February or March, middle of March. And then um, outdoors is just pretty much two weeks or a week after uh, indoor nationals. And um, it goes till June. It goes till June if you make nationals. Wow. So. OK. And so then your off season, you still train during the off season? Um. I did just because I can't sit still. Right. <laughs> I can't sit still. I I will take like a month off max. That's like, that's tough, actually. I can't, I, like right now I'm supposed to be on break, but I just started listening to Sam again. <laughs> okay. Cause you're, that's, uh, yeah. and that includes lifting. Yeah, that and includes conditioning. lifting. Okay. So um, since being a professional, I like to uh, at least be in the weight room, getting strong for a month before I even start running. So right. um, if I have, if I have like, six weeks off, then I'll take two of those weeks and just be completely off. And then, um, just get back to lifting, uh, that third week and then just be lifting for, uh, at least a month before I start training and stuff. So, so where are you and your hopeful teammates for the Olympics in 2021? Because we put this off since COVID, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, where are you all? Um, because, I know you, you have some fellow teammates that you do know. Where are y'all on your training now? You're off now, but when does all this start? See, I'm, well, I don't, the, I don't get it. The this. thing is, is that everyone is completely different. So there are some people like my old training partners, they're still, some of them are still training and I'm just like, nah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to travel, especially right now with the COVID, like it would be terrible to go over to Europe and then end up getting COVID and then no. you're stuck there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, 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 I love Europe, but I don't want to be there any longer than I have to be. Right. Um, so, uh, I actually decided to shut my season down, um, in the middle of, no, in the middle of like three weeks ago was my last meet. Three, okay. Three or four weeks ago was my last meet. It was. And um, uh, I just decided to shut down, but there are people still running and then there's people that shut it down like in April. Is um, it hard to pick it back up? You're so young that, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it hard to, I mean, you obviously, you know, by looking at you, you don't, you're not, you're not out of shape. No. I mean, but is it hard to, once you start trying, like if, you know what I mean? Like if I don't do cardio for a week or two, mm-hmm. I feel it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I think that's with anybody. Um, but the, the thing is, is that, are out of shape isn't it's not necessarily out of shape but it is out of shape so uh out of race shape at least so if you take a a month off which um a lot of people kind of did with the covid 
um, and then they just hop back into training, it's it's hard to do that. It's hard for your body because your body goes from not having to exert so much energy for its like for sprinting and and lifting and stuff like that to going right back into it, and then they end up getting hurt and right. it just messes up. Uh, and then some people like like I have I have a uh, one of my old training partners. He's he's incredibly gifted. He just um he sometimes he just can naturally go out and just run fast. Uh, mm. Like whether he's training hard or not, mm-hmm. he just can. So um, it just kind of depends on your body style and um, and how you train normally. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we can definitely be out of race shape. And um, whenever you start racing and more, you kind of get more and more into race shape, which that's more of like when you start to like see good results on the track. And sure. So it just kind of depends on, on the athlete. Right. So speaking of injuries, you have had and have, is it just a thing? I mean, I have so many injuries. It's yeah. ridiculous, but tell me about your injuries and how has that affect you? So I had hamstring, a lot of hamstring issues in college. Um, I was, I ended up my freshman year. I ran really well indoors, made uh, nationals and got sixth place there. And that was like a huge feat. I was like, that's, that's awesome. I never ran 60 before. And all of a sudden I'm at one point I was number one in the nation, like mm. freshman year. Like I was like, all right, this is awesome. And, uh, then I go outdoors and then just hamstring pops. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's, that can kind of like, that comes with a lot of different things. It's like, um, for me, it was a muscle imbalance. Uh, my quads were much stronger than my hamstrings could handle. Um, so I ended up injuring, I had, I had probably like, I had one, my, my major hamstring issue was my, was my freshman year. I actually almost, it was a slight tear. It was a partial tear almost off the bone, Mm -mm. which, uh, at the origin, which that is, very rare for someone that was my age, but because I was so new to, it's usually like, like that happens to adolescent, not adolescent, but like, uh, I guess teenage kids, right. like, uh, people that aren't fully through puberty and, and, uh, but for me it was, uh, it was just because like I had just started a new sport where like, it was like, I really need those hamstrings to be strong. Mm, right. <laughs> so, and they were not. So, right. um, I ended up spending a lot of time working on that hamstring. It was my left hamstring. I was working on it and working on it and working on it. And then once I got that one good, my right one would go. Oh no. <laughs> Balance. So, yeah. So it was just more so of like, uh, just kind of managing it. And, and for me, I never listened to my, I didn't know listening to your body was a thing. I was just like, I, I need to do this rep as fast as I can sure. every time. Cause I just thought that that's what would make me great. Right. And, uh, it does, but at the, you also need to, uh, balance that with rest. So, um, and I had to learn that the hard way and yeah. So, you know, um, I didn't realize rest and recovery was so important and I was a competitor, um, in fitness competitions for many years and I just never rest. I didn't rest. Yeah. And, you know, I had the diet down, I had the workouts down, but I didn't realize how important until Sam taught me how important and how exhausted my body was and I couldn't perform. And I think that's why I didn't do as well as I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I didn't know. Yeah. I, and you say, you know, listening to your body. I just started listening to my body about three years ago and probably how many surgeries have I had on spine. Just started listening to my body and I'm 55 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But 
I think if you have that in you, you know, now, you know, you yeah. know, and it, it, you have to, and it's, it's hard. Cause I don't want to listen to my body. You know, I don't think it knows <laughs> I just anything. Go. I just want to go wanna, and yeah. be that the best. Absolutely. So question for you. And I asked this, I think the very first time I met Sam, I was so like enamored with his story, mm-hmm. you know, very similar. He was going to play soccer and came from London over to the United States and recruited by TCU and I asked him, you know, and he had uh, injuries and I asked him, do you just love running? And he's like, no, not no, but hell no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, who loves running? And I've, I've, I have friends that are, that are in that, you know, high school or college track, how difficult it is mentally. Right. Do you love running? No, (laughs) not at all. Not even the slightest. Is that something? It's and you know what's crazy though? Like whenever I was wrestling and I was playing other sports, I would I would go on jogs. I would I would just do all kinds of stuff. I, I like all kinds of running. Like I enjoyed it. I actually it was it was a good way to kind of decompress and and I was going through a lot as a kid, so I would kind of like go run and just kind of run off everything, run off all my stresses, run off everything. But now once I started running track, I haven't done that. I don't do that. Right. Running is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> do you think it's, um, is it, okay, because you're a sprinter. Yeah. Is it sprinting versus going on a jog? Is that it? Because I have friends that jog. I'm like, no, yeah. never, never have I loved running. Well, um, you know what I mean? As a sprinter, personally, I don't like running anything over a lap. I don't even like running a lap. So, um, so, uh, if I could just go in and do like some short sprints and, and that would get me to nine, nine or nine, eight shape, I'd do it, Right, <laughs> but right. I can't do that. No. So, um, it's just a matter of kind of like kind of learning, not, not really learning. Like as, as an athlete, we talked about like structure and discipline. Um, you really need to just be disciplined. And, and I think the biggest thing is just buying into whatever program you're in. Um, and that's with anything that's with weight loss. That's with, um, just whatever life takes you, wherever life takes you. Like if you're buying, if you're completely bought into your mission and what, uh, your, the plan that's been laid out for you, then I think whatever it is, you'll be successful at. That is fabulous advice. I mean, that is it. If you're all in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you went to college, you weren't really prepared academically, you yeah. said earlier. And you're all in now. You you have yeah. to be. A lot of people questioned why I went to Tulsa. And yeah, uh, they, yeah, they, yeah. they questioned it just because um, Tulsa is a small D1 school and I'm they they are not a sprint program. They're a, they're definitely a, a distance program, cross country. They're, they're, they do really well in that. And, um, they're like, like I had a lot of people, my freshman year, like, why are you at Tulsa? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You need to transfer over here. Really? Um, but I'm just like, like I was completely bought in. I loved my coach and, um, I like coming from the situation that I came from, it was just like cool to be wanted by somebody. Right. Um, so I was just like, I, I've completely bought in and, and my, my coach was very knowledgeable. Like he, he had a, a master's in exercise physiology. Like he, he, if I asked him something, he would give me an in-depth explanation as to why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a talker. So I'll, I'll ask him, Hey, what are we doing here? Where, why are we doing this? And and he'll just talk to me. And, and that's why we work so well together. And it just worked out for me. Um, obviously I was able to run a uh, sub 10 and, and which is a huge feat. And it just, it just worked out for me and being the best situation for me, which I don't think I would have gotten at a bigger school. At a big university. So 
In college, you have on your bio here, fun fact, you are the 97th person in the world to run under 10 seconds in the 100-meter dash in history. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Really? Look at that. That is... <laughs> it's <laughs> there. Google yeah. it. Yeah. That is so impressive. Where yeah. were you when you did that? Um, that was the Win Legal one. So that was in 2015 at conference in, conf- in Connecticut. So I was at uh, University of Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. And that was which... What meet was it? It was just conference. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. I mean, that is that is an accolade right there. I mean, you can go and guy goes in a bar and tells that to someone. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I was honestly shocked. I, I didn't you? think I didn't think that that was true. And I just did more more research. I was like, dang, that's pretty cool. That, was that just at the peak of your? I mean, I mean, was that obviously you? Were, yeah. That that you, was that you arrived there. Yeah, I had run really well. Um, throughout it. And honestly, that year I was doing the most running. So I was running a lot of like 400s. I was running a lot of like, I was just fit. Um, and it was just working out really, really well for me. And, and even in the next year, I actually felt even better. Um, but I ended up getting injured and that kind of just messed up. I, I had knee surgery and Oh gosh, there's the knee. Yeah. And there's the knee. Oh dear. And there it is. Okay. So your college degree, what Mm -hmm. did you graduate with? What is your degree? So exercise and sports science. Um, it's just a long, fancy way to say kinesiology. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so I ended up graduating with that, uh, in December of 2016. So. So kinesiology at definition here, big on definitions, is a form of therapy that uses muscle monitoring to look at imbalances. There it is. Imbalances that may be causing disease in the body. So kinesiology major, you could do a myriad of things. You Mm -hmm. could certainly be a physical therapist. You could go because that's another level of school. Um, And now you are personal training and, of course, being a pro athlete. So tell me about, before we go into your pro athlete, tell me about your excitement of training people. And do you train people all the same? Um, no. So everyone, everyone's different. For right. Sure. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, I, so I've been training people since I graduated college. Have you really? Yeah, so okay. I've been training since, uh, 2016. Um, so I ended up originally like seeing a lot of like people kind of be hesitant to work with me just because, um, I'm a professional athlete. That's intimidating. Sure. Um, that's intimidating to people because they're like, oh, this guy's going to be intense. He's not, he's going to work me out way too hard. He's not going to know how to work with, oh, I have a back problem. He's not going to know how to work with that. Um, however, that's, that's not the case. Just no. Something that I, I wouldn't put people through what I have to go through. Right. <laughs> that, that's just terrible. That, that's not a good, uh, good method of training, especially for someone that's just trying to get basic fitness or uh, just kind of get back into shape or just whatever it may be. Um, so everyone's different. Everyone has different limitations. Everyone has different injuries or nicks and knacks there. So, um, but I love it. I love it. Especially being here in Fort Worth, I kind of got the degree wanting to go into PT um, after, but I graduated and was like, do I really want to do this again? <laughs> and it was like, uh, so I'm, I'm going to stick with, um, track was, was kind of something that, uh, was like the main thing for me, mm-hmm. like where I was going to center everything around. And, um, I ended up working as a personal trainer at 24 hour fitness 
and did I enjoyed it. It's just those bigger corporations mm-hmm. are just so like they don't care about people. They they just care about the money. Right. And uh they were making me be a salesman and all that stuff. I'm not a salesman. I'm just like, <laughs> if you want to train with me, come train with me. Like let's do it, let's do a free session and we'll we'll do a session. And if you like it, cool. Sure. If not, good luck. Right. So um I ended up uh, leaving that job and just like coaching, uh, and training people. So I, I would coach some kids, some, some parents would have me, uh, coach their kids. Like before I left here, I, I'm training, I was training a, uh, basketball team in Austin, a uh, little soccer kid and a couple of track people. Mm-hmm. So, um, I enjoyed that coaching is cause I have a coaching minor, like with my degree, it came with a coaching minor. So oh, that's um, great. Yeah. So, uh, I, but with that, I had to learn a lot of like how to deal with people with injuries, how to deal with like just all kinds of things. And um, so being here at Watts Fitness, like stay of the art gym. Oh, gosh. <laughs> absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, it's just uh, it's just a great environment. It's it's very, very nice. And um, anything you need, it's there. Right. So, uh, and you don't have to walk all the way across the gym to get to it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, well, you do, but it's just not as long as a walk. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, um, it's just, it's just very nice and quaint and I I love the people here so far. Everyone's been so welcoming. I I just enjoy it. Right. You know, and with the gym, uh, the Watts, Sam's gym, it is, it is, it's incredible. I mean, the machine, the machine, I mean, out of control. Oh my gosh. But I love it because it, first of all, you guys are brilliant. Kinesiology, mm-hmm. you know, your, I mean, I am, I, I, you don't know me well enough, but I do have quite a few injuries and, um, and I love it because it's a boutique type gym. Mm-hmm. I've not, you know, there's no one in there training when, when I'm, tra- well, nobody wants to be there at early and Sam doesn't even want to be there as early as I, I would, I would train it for if he, he won't train me at four. Anyway. Um, so would you do, Oh, see, <laughs> I would do it. I would totally do it. I told him that the other day. So, um, see, I love it because I'm in there by myself. Yeah. There's never, and from what I gather, there's never anyone in there there other than when you're there with him, there's four people basically. Yeah. And it's, and, and right now we have to keep COVID in mind mm-hmm. and, and social distance. And there's enough. And I love that because the boutique and, you know, I, I, I was a personal trainer at one time and, um, I remember watching other personal trainers talking to chicks, drinking coffee, or, or girls talking to guys and they were mm-hmm. not focused on their oh. clients. You've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, 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 no. So anyway, I love that you're there. Yeah. So excited you're there. Thank you're training you. some Thank of my you. friends. So I love that. Yep. <laughs> okay. So when you have a client come in, um, tell me how important diet is. How important is that? It's, it's like 75% of weight Which loss. Which sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the gym six days a week. Yeah, you can't, you can't outwork out a, a bad diet. I, you, you just can't do it. Um, if you, you can work out seven days a week, six days a week, and if you're eating Whataburger or, or McDonald's every day, then it's not doing anything for not you. Not happening. Um, and so your diet is so, it's so important for people. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with it. It's, it's a hard thing to kind of get down, but, um, I just try and guide people to the best way that I can. And, um, I mean, they're always going to get a great workout when they're with me. Um, it's just a matter of kind of sitting down and kind of talking about, okay, 
what what are you eating right now and how can we fix that to make it better or sub what can we su- substitute that with mm-hmm. in order to make it better or uh, just whatever it may be. So. Right. You know what too? I see um, some people younger than I am, but on medication that mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they prescribe medication and taking it as they are, they should, but how that affects your body chemistry, right? It I does. mean, I mean, it just so, it's so, it's so alarming because again, I eat a really clean diet. I love wine, but I can eat really clean and I work out, but hormone imbalance, mm-hmm. we've talked about this, Sam and I many times, hormone imbalance and medication that you may or may have to take. <laughs> It's so frustrating, it right? And a lot of those things can be like completely substituted with just working out daily. One thousand percent, right? And um, so uh, just because whenever you work out, it it releases endorphins, it releases all kinds of things that your body like naturally would produce that uh, you're having to take by pill, which mm-hmm. isn't good. Exactly. So um, yeah, just uh, getting back into working out and getting healthy and and fixing your diet just helps take away all that stuff. Absolutely. All the, all the money you're spending on life insurance and, and not life insurance, health insurance health and, insurance. um, <laughs> and doctor's bills and all that stuff can just be fixed by just going to the work, going to the gym. Well, um, you and I have a, a you're training Laura, a friend of yeah, ours, yeah. and she was telling me, she texts me after your first, definitely your first session. Yeah. And then second, because, you know, she's at, she's a former athlete as well. Mm-hmm. And she said, I had forgotten how excited and how great I feel the endorphins, yeah. of course, the endorphins yeah. and how great she's feeling now. And that's just, you know, you forget after you are not in the gym and you're not mm-hmm. taking care of your body, not that she's not, but you just remember that feeling of how yeah. great you feel. It's, it's so awesome too, as, as a trainer to see people, uh, people like change and adapt. Like Laura, I've seen her already, like from the first upper body workout that we did to the one we just did, it, it's just a uh, night and day. It's awesome. It's Isn't awesome amazing? to see how much she's already like kind of changing, and fixing. Wow. Congratulations, Lauren. Did you yeah. know that she um, was on the polo team, the yeah. equestrian yeah. polo team at Tech? Yeah. I mean, she's, a, mm-hmm. I know, I know, she's <laughs> something else, right? Yeah, she I is. heard she was going to kick some booty with golf last weekend. Oh, I was, I was, I was ready for it. You were part it. of that, Paul? I was ready for it. Yeah. Do, do you believe that Laura is that? That's what I heard. I wasn't able to make it because I had to go lay network cable in the new building. Oh, but. Wow. Cause you won't even make it either, were you? No. Yeah. <laughs> so it just worked. It Sam just was like, "Well, I guess I'll just be alone." And that's <laughs> and he actually broke a hundred that yeah, day. Yeah, he went ninety-seven. Wow. And I was like, "Come on." <laughs> Okay, so our friend Laura that we're speaking about, Laura, we're talking about you. It's special. I mean, she's a great golfer. Now we haven't even started talking about Paul's. It an amazing may or may not have been because I was scared to lose oh, her. Oh no! Like I don't know. I'm kidding. I mean, no, I'm she, never scared. She never she scared. was at. No, I, I was I was working really hard to get her nice and sore, so, oh, so no. she wouldn't be nice. <laughs> Just Good make job. sure you work out the day before we play. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, so we are literally at my house, and I went, Laura, did I hear that you're playing those clowns on Sunday morning? She goes, she puts her Gucci bag over her shoulder, and she goes, I'm going to kick their asses. 
I'm like, okay, all right. And then, then she didn't show she up. Didn't, so she I'm didn't just show saying, up. Okay, I'm just, just saying, saying Laura. You okay. Someone's scared. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, we're going to. <laughs> I don't know. Whether all three of us, us bailed, so her. <laughs> you know, no she's, one will ever know. Bless her heart, she's not in here, to, but she will be talking to us about oh, yeah. this. I'm quite oh, yeah. sure. I'm I'll quite see sure. see her later today. Oh, God. <laughs> right after <laughs> this, actually. Exactly. There you go. Okay, so we talked about diet. So let's go to your pro career and um, what you've got going on. You've been all over the place with your pro career, so mm-hmm. tell me what's going on. You, you're a USA versus a World University of Penn gold medalist twice. Yeah. Tell yeah, me about that. So that's Penn Relays. So I'm sure that's that usually plays on NBC every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just the USA versus the world. That's it's it's a fun little event, but. A fun little yeah, event. Yeah, it's a fun little event. So. A fun little event is a soiree at my house, okay? <laughs> and wine and cheese, okay? So, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a fun event. <laughs> yeah, it was. it's cool. You get get gold watch if you win. I won't. I yeah. mean, not a real one, but yeah. it looked cool. <laughs> so tell me tell me what else, what all you've got. You've done, you, I mean, you've done so much. So um, you you did, what? what is, a, okay, Pan Am Games and... I'm a Peru bronze medalist. Yeah. Okay. So when, so when you question for you and trust me, not judging here, but when you medal bronze versus gold, do you have that in your mind of, Oh yeah, you do. hundred percent. That's the thing. hundred percent. I, right? I don't think it matters where, what event it is. If it's not first, you just kind of like, really, oh, this yeah. is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've heard that, that, um, being a pro athlete or an athlete, the mental side of it, that, I mean, you, you, oh, yeah. right. It's, it's track, especially, I feel like it's such a mental, mental game. Um, you really need to have the confidence of Hussein Bolt, like no matter what, it, it doesn't matter what race you're at, you have to, you just have to have that level, that the highest level of self-confidence in yourself. And, um, and he does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He should. <laughs> he should. <laughs> right. So, uh, and, and I'm sure that there's times where he doesn't have uh confidence in himself. Uh, th- I'm not that he doesn't, but like, sure. like the first meet of, of the first race of the year is always, uh, uh, like, Oh, this is kind of the decider of how my training went the whole, whole fall. And, um, so that can be nerve wracking. Um, a lot of it is mental, but, um, if you just kind of have it in your mind, like, Hey, like I, I did everything I needed to do a hundred percent. I gave my, my all at every practice. I, I did everything that I physically could do. Then, um, that's honestly the best thing for you. Right. Uh, you're, you're not too caught up on, on the time, what time, what time pops up, which subconsciously every sprinter is always just like, well, what time popped up? <laughs> they wow. want to see. So, but, um, I think that if you can just like go through, and uh, mentally, like not like if you can get over the hump of like, hey, I did everything that I need to do and I can just just move forward, just go compete and have fun. Then that's that's honestly going to be the more relaxed athlete. And they're probably the most confident. Do you think that um, what are your thoughts on distractions? How important is it to avoid distractions, meaning relationships that could be toxic? Um, so important. Right. So important. Um, I recently had had gotten out of one and um, 
since then, I have just been in a completely different headspace. Wow. Um, and it's just a matter of a couple of like, like not that long ago. So, um, it's just, it's like, I think that being in the right headspace and not having the distractions of others and like relationship, financial, like just, just everything. Cause finances comes, oh. comes with the pro track life. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not basketball. It's not football. It's not baseball mm-hmm. where you, Oh, you run track professionally or um, it's, Oh, you run, ba- you play baseball professionally. Okay. You have at least a million dollars in the bank. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not that way. Um, <laughs> track is not that way. It's not as heavily, uh, support as those sports, but, um, so the, you can have all kinds of stresses as a professional athlete. Um, I honestly didn't really consider myself a professional athlete until I, until I got a contract. Really? Um, I mean, you're technically are, but like in my head, I'm like, I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not a professional. Like, right, right, right. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing everything I can to kind of earn. It gave me something to like try and earn. You Attainable know? goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, in my head, it's just one of those things that I had to really, really work hard at. And, um, luckily like I I'm with ASICs now and I absolutely love ASICs. I I'm, would never, I, I had never worn ASICs before, mm-hmm. never a pair, a shirt, never some shorts, mm-hmm. socks, I, never. And I won't ever go back. Really? Even, even if they stop sponsoring me today, I'll, I'll, you believe. I'll, I will 100% wear ASICs. Well, and I asked life. you before um, who your sponsors were, and I asked Sam as well who your sponsor was, and he mentioned ASICs because, you know, it's you have to believe in something. Yeah. I mean, 1,000%. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's you obviously want to get paid, yeah. pay the bills, but sure. you have to believe in something. I mean, it's on your back, right? Definitely. Um, with With like... With like Nike or Adidas who really don't need you. <laughs> they right. really they really don't. Sure. Um they don't need you. Even even uh, ASICs or like New Balance, they don't they don't need us. But um like Nike really doesn't like they they're they're really cutthroat. Right. Um they're they're they don't have any they may have some personal relationships, but mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, if you're not running well, you're not making the money, they don't care about you. Right. Uh, whereas if, uh, like with ASICs, I, I create a, a friendship with, the, uh, my, uh, my ASICs rep before I even like, before I even signed with ASICs. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's just a completely different environment, a uh, completely different, um, like method of business. Cause at the end of the day, it is business. It um, is business. It is at the end of the day. So, uh, if you're not helping make them money, then you're not worth anything to them. Well, you are wise beyond your years because I don't know if when I was your age, if I was thinking that way, because that is a very wise way of of looking at it because it is, it's business. And I'm so emotional and emotionally tied to, to different things, you know, different things of my career. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to say it's just business. They just fired you. It's just business. You know what I mean? But yeah. So New Balance, if you go on YouTube, you did a, um, the untold athlete story, mm-hmm. um, back on track. And that is such, if you go to YouTube, you can uh, check that out, but it was such an, just kind of a, a short synopsis of your life yeah. of yeah. how you got there. And that was your senior year at Tulsa, right? Yeah. That was my senior year at Tulsa. Oh my gosh. It's great. I mean, <laughs> so New Balance and then, I mean, they didn't present a contract to you. No. No. So that actually was, um, New Balance was doing like a little campaign. It was called Untold Stories, uh, Untold Athlete Stories. And um, one of my friends was like, hey, 
um, he was a kind of a video producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, Hey, you have a really cool story. I think that would be, it would be cool to do it. And so we ended up reaching out to the, reaching out to New Balance and writing a letter of, of everything, my, everything that I have. And, um, they were just, they, they loved it. So they sent out a whole camera crew and, and everything like that. And, um, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to put my foot in the door for, for New Balance. Like I might get, I could possibly get a contract, <laughs> even though I got injured, like, and all this stuff. And, um, no, not no. at all. It's completely different departments. <laughs> it sounded good. Yeah, right? yeah, it sounded great, <laughs> but it was completely different departments. So, um, oh no, yeah, but it it was it was still like a really cool thing to kind of get my name out there. It was, um, uh, I had been injured and I was really down on myself because my after my junior year, whenever I ran the nine ninety nine and the twenty thirty and do, doing really well, um, I actually got offered a contract. to to go pro after my junior year and I didn't do it because I wanted my degree. Sure. Uh, It was, it was, I was one year in and I just, one year left and I was just like, I want to have a degree because at the end of the day, like my legs can be cut off, but I I got a degree. So like you can't run forever. So I, I stayed and did that and, um, I got really down on myself because I got injured and I was just mm-hmm. like, I just completely just Ugh. ruined this and messed this up. But, um, you know, God had a plan for me and, uh, brought me here. Absolutely and, yeah. does. Absolutely yeah. does. So, and, uh, when you're pro, you obviously need a representative. So mm-hmm. an agent, yeah. right? So yeah. you do have an agent. Yeah. So I'm with world, world express management. Mm-hmm. Um, it's with, uh, Mike, Mark Pryor. So, um, he's my agent currently. Um, He's been my agent from the jump. He's he's believed in me from the jump, and uh, we kind of went through some trenches to get to where we're at well, with sure. the Asics. Um, so um, I'm very grateful for him. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's great. No. Okay, so you were telling uh, us before the show that you may have the opportunity to cross over and do the bobsledding. In Beijing, China. Is that yeah, in the Winter Olympics? Yeah, so. Are you joking? <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. So honestly, I was just like, I was I was going through, because I, I have to check my emails all the time because mm-hmm. you know, just my business in general. So um, I was checking my emails and I always check my junk emails as well because sometimes some stuff oh, is thrown over there. And I'm going through my junk emails and it was like, USA Bob saying, I was like, that's weird. So I opened it and um, it was like, hey, so we, um, we were... Uh, Mark Pryor, I guess, had mentioned, my agent had mentioned to them, like, I might be interested in doing some bobsled stuff. And I was just like, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll do it. So, um, because, me up. yeah. So because COVID is going on right now, mm-hmm. it, they're not really doing any, uh, like tryouts for it, which, um, the tryouts, it would not, it's not a joke. Um, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's, it's very tri- trialing. Mm-hmm events that you have to do. It's just a 40 yard dash and then a broad jump and then a weighted throw, all explosive things, which is something that just comes natural for us. Okay. So it won't be difficult to do and get, go to the rookie camp that they have in Lake Placid, New York. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, I might do that. Um, I'm, I'm going to definitely try it and, uh, entertain it. I think ASIC, I I haven't talked to them about that yet. So they, hello. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) I think, uh, they would probably be in support of it because Lolo Jones was actually an ASICS athlete. And she, was she? Yeah, she was an ASICS. Well, she still is a part of ASICS. But um, she 
was track, full-blown track, and then transferred over to bobsled and then was back track as well. So um, I feel like they would oh, kind of him, like, like it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what what company wouldn't like just like a, oh. a winter and summer Olympian if possible? So um, I'm going to do – I'm putting – everything into this next season to do my best to make the summer Olympics in Tokyo 2021. Um, and, um, I'm a, so I'll do that wholeheartedly. And then after that, I'll pretty much just go straight into trying out for the 2022. So impressed. Oh my gosh. That's so impressive. Yeah. Why don't I tell Greg? <laughs> my yeah. husband's the biggest hype guy ever. Been. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be so impressed. Oh my gosh. Well, that is just wonderful. So when you have a family someday, um, if you choose to have a family, mm-hmm. your, how, how you have come so far, um, where you are today, do you just shake your head and go, I am a blessed young man. Very, very. Um, I feel like um, one of the best things my father taught me was how to not be a dad. Um, Okay. So uh, I know as blunt as that is, um, it was just like, I have always been someone that's like, I'm going to be the best, the best dad ever, the best uh, husband, the best whatever it is. Um, So I just want to like do everything I can to give the kids. I I don't want another, I don't want to bring another kid into this world to go through what I had to. And, um, that is something that is very like near and dear to my heart and something that uh, I kind of thrive in and strive for in life in general. So, um, the professional track and doing everything that I'm going through and all that stuff is, it's great and all, but I feel like that would be kind of like the best, like coolest thing to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that because we all do learn Mm -hmm. and you, you know, um, I, I've talked with a lot of people on the show and a lot of people in my life and, um, given second chances, whatever it may be, but just how to break the cycle. Yeah. Break the cycle is so huge of where people came from and you see abuse and, um, stop the cycle. Yeah. You know, I mean, for sure. or whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, I think that that's so crucial, um, especially in life is, well, for me, uh, my life specifically, I had to break a cycle of just kind of getting by and just doing, just doing the bare minimum to, to survive is right. that's kind of how I viewed my family. Right. Um, and I feel like I did a lot in my life to separate myself from that. And, um, luckily I, I just came across the right people at the right time. And, um, it just kind of worked out for me to kind of be able to take an even further step away and, and really see what life is like without like just kind of getting by. Right. And, um, since then, like I, I've, I've, al- I've obviously tried to rekindle my relationship with my biological family just because, I mean, you only have one family. Um, sure. And I mean, you have several families. You can have several families. But, You're my um, family now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> I have a new mom now. I'm mom <laughs> Tiffy's kids. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's just a matter of uh, just kind of, uh, I just don't want them to feel like they completely lost me because right. they didn't. They, they, my sisters have no, like, they didn't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't do anything negative to me. Um, my mom, although I kind of went through it and I, I p- did, well, I put a lot of blame on her in that area. Um, I also don't feel, I don't feel like it's too 
much of like, like, I don't think that that because of what I went through in high school should affect like my, the remainder of my life. You oh, know? of course so, it doesn't define you. Yeah. At all. So, um, like I still try and rekindle and talk to them and Perfect. so, yeah. And they must be so proud of you. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Of course. I mean, you of just course. came to Fort Worth and just dove right in. Just I mean, dove right in. I know. Here, you're going to, Sam made you come in here, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. We can find you on Instagram at Bryce, B R Y C E underscore Robinson six. That's yep. you on Instagram. We're going to be watching you. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you again. And you're one of Tiffy's kids now. You know that, yes. right? Yes, yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffy kids. Everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening to today and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, please. We got to get up in that Apple world and uh, rate and review this fabulous podcast and follow me on Instagram at Tiffany C. Blackman. Everyone have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous. Fabulous.